You're listening to Break Your Ego, Find Your Soul with Ramsey Bergeron. Today's podcast is going to be a little bit different. I'm just going to be shooting from the hip on a subject that really has been challenging me lately, and that is the subject of change, which is ironic since I teach a class on radical acceptance, which focuses on change, and yet it's something that I still struggle a lot with dealing with um, time to time, and it usually happens when I'm not centering and not meditating, but I really want to explore this subject further and talk through it and some of the concepts that have helped me, and hopefully it'll kind of help you wrap your head around what change is and how do you handle change in your life. So I want to start by kind of let's talking about what change is. And I'm going to be using the terms change and impermanence kind of interchangeably because that's all change is, is impermanence. Things are not permanent because they are always in a state of change. And that applies to every second of every day. Even though you may think you know how things are going to go, uh, we really don't. We'll talk about that in a little bit, which is the illusion of control. But um, I want to start off by asking my audience out there to to you guys who out there like surprises. And this is usually something that I'll ask people whenever I'm doing one of my motivational speeches is I'll start off asking the group, Hey, who likes surprises and see who raises their hands. And uh, then I'll ask people, all right, well, what do you call a surprise that you don't like? And then sometimes people just look at me a little perplexed and I say, well, you like the surprises you like the surprises you don't like you consider a problem because everything is, is a surprise if you don't expect it to happen which is really the nature of change. You know, I was talking about, I was back in Hawaii in April uh, to do a presentation and develop a leadership retreat out there. And four days in, uh, I got a kidney stone while I was out there. And that, that's a surprise, it's change. You know, it's very different than when you stop and you find a $20 bill on the sidewalk. Yet, why are, we, why are we pleased when change happens that we like and yet displeased when change happens that we don't like? And even though looking at the kidney stone, like, okay, well, how am I supposed to like having a kidney stone? It's not a matter of liking change that you don't like. It's a matter of just accepting it and allowing it to be. One of the other things that that whenever I'm dealing with change, instead of saying letting things go, like, oh, let it go that I have a kidney stone, because letting it go to me tells me that I'm, I'm wanting to push it out of my mind. So a different way that I like to look at it is saying, let it be. So when you're dealing with change, something that that comes up that you may not want to happen, just understand that it is happening. Because all stress really is, is the difference between what's happening and what you thought should happen. Well, it doesn't matter what you think should happen. That's not the reality of it. And that's why I like meditation, because meditation allows me to slow down and think about, okay, what is within my control here? Because usually that's what causes us the discomfort to change. Uh, Thich Nhat Hanh, who's a monk who I quote all the time in my presentations, he says, it is not impermanence that makes us suffer. What makes us suffer is wanting things to be permanent when they are not. So again, it's not that, that things are changing that we have the trouble with. It's accepting that they're changing because things are going to change. There's a philosophy or, or a concept in Buddhism called the glass is already broken. And uh, a Zen teacher uh, accidentally knocked a glass off of a table and it shattered. And it was his, the students knew that he really liked the glass. And they're like, well, Sensei, aren't you upset that uh, the glass is broken? And he says, well, no, the inevitability is the glass is already broken. Because glass is going to break. Everything that we have in our life, everything that's dear to us, the people that we love, the house you live in, your pets, everything you have, 
will change and it will be separated from you at some point. So when you have the viewpoint of the glass is already broken, you know, there's two different ways you can look at that. You can sit there with kind of a pessimistic, nihilistic view of, well, everything will break anyway. What's the point? Or you can say, you know what? The inevitability is that it will break. However, right now it's not broken. So I'm going to value and cherish this moment that I have with it. You know, I have a, my, my dogs now are aging a little bit. And uh, my, even though I don't have my Jack Russell anymore, my ex has him. I still love the dog. I get to see him when I can. He's 13 years old. And it can be challenging when I'm around him because he's not as healthy or as young as he used to be. And sometimes whenever my ex, you know, see, she, she sees him and she'll start crying because she knows he's getting older and he's not going to be around forever. And I used to find myself asking, and I asked myself the same thing. Is It's like, well, do I want the last couple of years of his life to be spent him watching me cry because he's getting older? Or do I want to enjoy this moment with him here now? So looking at that concept of the glass is already broken helps me appreciate what is currently in my life. Because that's really all I have. I only have this moment. Another uh, philosopher that I follow is a guy named Alan Watts who passed away in the 70s. And he's got a great quote on change that really resonates with me. And he, he talks about it like in relation to music. He says, whether we like it or not, change comes and the greater the resistance, the greater the pain. Acceptance perceives the beauty of change for life is like music in this. If any note or phrase is held longer than the appointed time, the melody is lost. Thus, acceptance can be summed up in two phrases, let go and walk on. Drop the craving for what you want for permanence and for circumstances and go straight ahead with the movement of life. I love that quote. So think about a song that you love. I was listening to uh, uh, George Michael Freedom in the car the other day driving uh, to the airport. And I love this song. But think of any song that you like, if any of the notes were held longer than they are in the song, the whole melody's lost. Doesn't matter if you really like that note, it ruins the song. So the length of anything is just simply the length that it's supposed to be. And that can be a really hard concept to grasp. So why do we want to seek permanence? Why do we hold on to things that no longer serve us? And there's a couple of different reasons we're gonna talk about. The first is we hold on to things because they're familiar, even if it's chaotic or not good for us. So let's talk about this in the concept uh, con or context of a relationship. So even if sometimes we'll find ourselves in relationships that might not be good for us, but we would rather stick with the bad relationship we know than a future of uncertainty. It's familiar. And especially if you look back, I mean, sometimes this goes even in the family of origin stuff, or if we've never had a healthy relationship modeled for us, then chaos feels normal. I think there's another saying that says, what is chaos to the fly? No, what is normal to the spider is chaos to the fly. So if you're surrounded by people that constantly have chaos or drama in their life, or if you grew up in an environment where it was chaotic, relationships weren't stable, then whenever we grow up, we tend to want to seek those same things out. So it seems familiar. So a healthy relationship actually would be indicative of change, but we don't want that because we're not familiar with it. We're familiar with settling. We're familiar with thinking, this is what I know, this is what I deserve, this is where I will be. 
we don't embrace change. We don't seek out the new because uh, I'd rather suffer familiarly than have an uncomfortable new experience. So another reason that we hold on to things and don't really embrace change is the loss of perceived control. Sometimes if we have a job that doesn't really serve us, we don't really like it, we're not feeling fulfilled. But we know it, I had, I can do this job in my sleep. And this is kind of how I felt when I was a personal trainer, where I was working eh, 14 hour days sometimes, and it was, it was comfortable. I was able to make a living, um, but I wasn't fulfilled. It didn't really light me on fire. And I was so scared to take the plunge and become a speaker and a coach and really help people find what's holding them back. And it was because of that job, it's like, well, it's easy, I know it. And I thought that that was it. And the irony is, we think we, we have a job that we, we're in control of the situations there, but when COVID happened, I realized, man, I am really not in control of anything. Like the world will throw curveballs at you and then it's like, well, how do you respond? That's really all you have. So whenever you think like, well, this is my job, I know it. Well, what are you really in control of there? You don't wanna, you don't wanna lose the control of what you have in your job. And sometimes you might have control over the little ins and outs, the minutia of your job. But are you really in control of your life? Are you in control of where you want to be? And this kind of brings me to my next point where we fear change because we are looking at the future through the lens of the past. It's like, well, this is what I've done. This is what I know. What else would I do? And it, usually that comes from lack of clarity. Like when's the last time you wrote down what you wanted in life? When's the last time you wrote down, you know what, this is what I want out of my life. This is who I want. When we talk about relationships, and this is something that I've had to encounter, uh, especially since being divorced, is what do I want in a partner? What are my, what are my non-negotiables? What are, the, what are the qualities and traits that I'm wanting in a relationship? Because if I don't have those clearly defined, I'm going to go back to old patterns that might no, that no longer serve me, but they feel familiar. And so I go back to it. It's like, oh, this is comfortable. Well, is comfortable what I want or is a partner who's engaged in growth what I want? Is a partner who's going to help motivate me and be trustworthy and honest and who also is working on their spirituality and working on what are their goals and ambitions in life? And if I don't think about what I'm looking for and really set it aside from where I've been in the past, I'm going to default to the past because it's familiar. Same thing goes for where you want to live or your job. What is it that you want out of a job? I want to help people. Okay. Well, what does helping people mean to you? What does helping people look like and what is my intent? Because the intention behind the action goes a long way when we're looking at change and what we want to do. Do I want to help people because I want that sense of validation for them to tell me I did a good job? Let's look at it like we're donating to charity. If you're donating to charity, are you giving money because you want to help other people with that money or do you want your name on a building? And I get into this so much whenever I'm working with my clients is what is the intent? What is the why behind what you're wanting out of your life? Because your results in any change that you really make that's meaningful in your life is only going to become, is only going to come around based on the strength of your why. Why? Why do you want to change? Why do you want to have a healthy relationship? Why do you want to leave the one you're in? Why do you want to find a new job? Why do you want to be more fulfilled? Until you know the intention behind the action, you're not going to have any real fulfillment. 
Intention tells you who you want to be. Your actions will ultimately determine who you are. And that's why it's so important to get clear on the intention because once that's clear, you're much more likely to stick with your actions. So one of the other reasons why we don't change is we don't know. We simply don't know how to handle change because we're kind of on autopilot. And this is why I'm so big on really understanding what our habit energy is. Why are we just getting drugged through life? We wake up, we do the same things, we see the same people because it's comfortable. It's what we know. We don't know how great life could be. We haven't thought about, oh my God, how great would life be if it was this situation? Because it's scary. So we stick with the things that we know. We stick in the past. So letting go of how you think things should be and just accepting this moment and accepting change, accepting whatever gets thrown your way. And and I have to admit, I I had a situation happen this week where I, I didn't handle it very well. There were some situations that happened that were kind of outside of my control that I really felt were going to shape the, the course of my life in a way that I wasn't anticipating. And um, I handled it the best that I, I could at the time, but I still have a sense of um, shame and guilt about not embracing change and not embracing what change meant. I wanted to control the narrative. And that's something now that, that I have to kind of accept about the situation and kind of my part in it. I'm, under, I'm, I'm learning to understand that when life happens, what is within my control? And I kind of did that. I'm like, all right, what is within my control of the situation? And I did take action that I felt I needed to. But sometimes whenever we do that, we have to step into the future and accept the consequences for what we've done and say, well, look, this is, this is my intention. Um, I'm, I'm no longer going to hold on to the perceived mistakes of my past because it's, it's taught me a lesson. And that's another kind of element of change is accepting the things that we've done. And the only way that I really am able to come to terms with that sometimes is what have I learned? Because if I sit here and beat myself up and fill myself with shame for the things I've done in my past, I'm not going to learn. I'm not going to grow. So if I can look at something as uh, an opportunity instead of a problem, it really allows me to have a, a moment of gratitude. Like the situation that I dealt with was really challenging, but there were some other people involved that it really helped me grow closer to because they were also dealing with the same situation. And that to me was a, a kind of a blessing because in hardship, we really learn what our values are and what we want to do to never experience that level of, of pain again, never experience that level of discomfort. And even though we say never experience the level of discomfort, odds are we will experience pain and discomfort. And that is usually there to teach us about what's important to us in our life. Like, what is this pain teaching me? Why do I have this pain? What am I in control of? And what can I do? Because a lot of times pain is, I mean, other than physical pain of getting a kidney stone, in which case, all right, just embrace it and deal with it. But when we're dealing with emotional pain, it's, it's understanding what is this teaching me? What of my values or, or sometimes it's not even about that situation. What in my past is this triggering or bringing up for me? Whenever I had that betrayal that I talked about in my last podcast episode, there have been situations since then that have kind of triggered that old hurt that I've really tried to have to work through. And I'm really learning to forgive myself in that process of accepting who I am in that moment. Okay, this is changing. I am now someone different. And change happens every day. You are not the same person you were yesterday. But if you keep telling yourself you are, if you keep looking at yourself in the present and the future through that lens of the past, you will never change. You will simply be the you that is reacting your way through life. 
And then you get to the end of your life realizing that you never got to live. You never decided to respond and rise to the occasion. You never said, no, this is the relationship I want because you were stuck in the relationship you were in. You might say, this is the job that I should have had. This is what my legacy was supposed to be. This was my destiny. This is my purpose. But if you're content, or not even content, if you're complacent, if you're complacent doing what you're doing, what's the point? <laughs> like, what, what's the point of life if you're not making it every day, just trying to strive to be better, to make someone smile, to be, be the source of joy and love and light in someone's life? To me, that's what change is about is embracing what is, embracing the uncertainty of the moment or the unknown, looking at it with beginner's eyes, which I've talked about in, my, in one of my last podcasts, like looking at every moment like fresh and new, like this is incredible. What could I do? What are the possibilities? So embracing the possibilities in front of you instead of hanging on to the familiar. Because when you hang on to those things that you know, the habits, the bad habits you have, the I, I like to smoke weed every day or I drink, it helps numb me out. Instead of facing those feelings of discomfort, instead of realizing who you are and having boundaries around that, that you've never set before, well, then you're always going to let other people determine what's acceptable for you because that feels familiar, but you'll never know the power you have when you're you because you're allowing other people to determine that. Change is hard. Growth is hard. But that's the only indicator of life is growth. So if you were to take any steps moving forward as to how do you embrace change successfully, I would say, number one, be clear about what you want for the future. Write it down. Intentional journaling every day. What are your priorities for that day? What are you grateful for for that day? Otherwise, you're just drifting. You're just drifting through life, not really knowing, just kind of accepting and settling. You're settling for what's going on around you. So get clear. What do you want out of today? What are your values in life? What are the values you want in the people around you? And if the people around you don't have the same values you do, you will get pulled down to their level. It's an old adage that you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Think about that. Who are the five people you spend the most time with? When you get clear about your mission, your purpose, what drives you, what makes you feel alive, be clear about your intentions. What is it that you're wanting to do? And this is really where I feel that meditation comes in handy for me. Because whenever I slow down and create that space between uh, stimulus and reaction, I then can think more clearly about what is my intention with everything that I do. Why am I reaching out to this person? Why do I want to uh, be a motivational speaker? Even simple things. Why do I want to go for a walk today? Why do I want to go for a gym? Why do I want to be healthy? And saying, well, I, I need to be healthy. Well, what if I wanted to be healthy? Like just focus, changing the mindset, which is a different conversation about needing to versus wanting to. But really be clear about what is it that you want in your life and what change are you willing to make to be that person? What change are you willing to make to step into the life you feel you want? that you deserve. And man, I'm just really just getting fired up right now because change has just been thrust upon me and this year has been an incredibly challenging year for me, having uh, quit my personal training business completely and really dedicating full time to being a speaker and coach, going through divorce, trying to figure out the dating world again, which has been pretty challenging quite honestly. And part of that is because I haven't been clear about what I want. I have been clear about who I am 
and what it takes for me to be whole and healthy moving forward. Because I'm clinging on to the past. I'm clinging on to that I need this to be fulfilled. I need this to be happy. As opposed to understanding that everything that I have within is already within me. And I can just simply accept the situations and circumstances and surround myself with people that I feel bring out the best in me. And I guess I'm kind of drifting off topic. So bringing it back to change, just focusing on acceptance. What is the moment? What is it that I want? And how can I change what I'm doing? How can I change my uh, actions to be in line with my intentions, to be in line with my values? What are my values? What do I want out of life? Integrity, communication. Communication is big for me. Honesty, loyalty. What's my mission statement? What do I want to do with the time that I have on this earth? And then change my life in a way that reflects all those things. So thank you for listening to me kind of ramble today. I really appreciate it. Just kind of want to start doing these podcasts more regularly and really talk about whatever is on my mind that day. And so for today, is it the subject of change? Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you later. For information on my personal or executive coaching, or if you would like to have me be a speaker at your next event, please visit my website at www.bergeronwellbeing.com. Make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast, and please leave a comment to let me know your thoughts or about any future topics you would like me to cover.